I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Agora Podcast Network's The Exchange. Our guests today are Travis Dow and Pete Coleman, the Agora Podcasters of the Month for April 2016. Pete and Travis are the team behind Podcastnik, which is the broader entity in which they keep their stable of shows. That includes the history of Germany, the history of alchemy, the Bohemican Podcast, the Secret Cabinet, and many, many more. These two gentlemen bring a wonderful positivity and enthusiasm to every aspect of every project they seem to come across. This interview was no different. Having four previous episodes under my belt, I won't say I thought I had the exchange down to a science, because I never want the show to be overly formulaic, but I was bowled over by these two guys. Just wind them up and let them go, and what resulted is by far the most personal and conversational discussion I've had on this show to date. One which meandered from podcasts to productions to hobbies to life in general. One of the most interesting things I took from this conversation is the unique internationalist perspective Travis and Pete bring to podcasting. As an American living in the heart of Europe, Pete tries to transmit his experiences there and make them relatable to Americans. As an American largely raised in Europe and having one foot well-established in two worlds, Travis is a sort of conduit, making American culture more digestible for his European listeners, and vice versa. All told, this talk was great fun to be a part of, and was one of those talks you didn't really want to end. Throughout, though, I do my best to stay out of the way and not to impede the flow. Hopefully I succeeded, and hopefully you'll enjoy it. So without further ado, here you go. All right, ladies and gentlemen, joining me today are Travis Dow and Pete Coleman. Welcome, guys. Hello. Thanks for having us. Hi. All right. I'm glad to have you here at a diverse set of hours. Very early for Travis as uh, as we're recording. Not so much for myself and Pete. So we thank you, Travis, specifically. Sure. I'm, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm used to it. I Yeah, you know, I have to get up this early anyways to, to milk the cow. Oh, no, I mean to edit all my podcasts, so. <laughs> Very good. All right, guys, I, I think uh, I kind of want to start today. Um, 
you know, just by pointing out, you know, Travis, you lived in Germany for many years, and you're now in California. Mm -hmm. Pete, you're from Virginia and now live in the Czech Republic. That's you know, right, in, Prague. in the heart of Europe, in the Golden City. Um, so my my first question is, is probably obvious. Like, how did this partnership come to be? Travis, why don't you start it off, buddy? <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, so um, I did. So I, I also lived in the Czech Republic for 10 years. And Pete and I are still, we're still currently also colleagues. Uh, so we have the same employer. And we're both, we're both tech writers. And uh, when I was living in Prague, I think... <laughs> Like, Pete had just started, he must have, I mean, so Pete liked history. We were both just talking history over, you know, in the kitchen over coffee from, like, day one. That's what we had in common. And yeah. uh, and at some, so probably on day two, I was like, hey, do you listen to history podcasts? And at that point, I was listening to, oh, you know, like, history of Rome, stuff you missed in history class and, and uh, those kind of things. And um, and he was like, no, not, or, you know, haven't yet, that kind of thing. And, and uh, I, what, like, when did I actually propose, hey, let's do a podcast? I, I think, think it was the third day of my employment. Yeah, so, like yeah, I don't think he'd the... even been there. It was probably less than a month for sure. Less. Than, I, I like, think I came in and said, you know, who are you again? Yeah, and I was like, hey, cause, oh, okay, because Pete, so he's got journalism experience or, you know, he's, he studied journalism and had kind of college radio shows. And you, so that, you know, we were kind of talking about these kind of things. And I was like, oh, that's, hey, you could, you know, we should, we should do this. And then, um, and I had been thinking of, so Prague is, uh, I was a ghost tour just for the fun of it, like just to get out into the city and, and, you know, see the city and, and something to do after work. So it was like night hours. I would get home at midnight and I'd walk around in a world war one lantern wearing a top hat and a trench coat and tell you stories, mostly ghost stories, but also history about Prague. And I was like, you know, I got, and a lot of them, so because it's Prague, a lot of them are about alchemy and, and uh, you know, medieval stuff. And, you know, it's all on cobblestones and cathedrals. And um, his, a lot of it's history of science and just interesting stories that just happened right there. And I could, I'd point them out. And I was like, oh, this would just be such a great podcast. So, yeah, slowly History of Alchemy was born and Bohemian was born. That's, that's well, what let, started let, it all. Let me... Let me interject with this for the listeners because uh, Travis just wasn't walking around by himself with a lantern and a top hat saying, hey, do you want to hear about history? He actually was employed okay. <laughs> no, by a tourist group. Sometimes I only had one tourist. Say that. So, or one, <laughs> sometimes I had like a group of one or two people. So it almost did seem like I was just insane telling my friends uh -huh. like wearing a top hat. And uh, oh, but it was, yeah. I mean, we go down to the torture chamber. Like, uh, so there's an underground Prague. All of Prague has an underground and specifically, I'd give uh, tours in old 17th century, like a 30-year war era and before torture chambers that are right under the like very famous astronomical clock of Prague. If you don't know the astronomical clock of Prague, just Google image that, you know, you'll it's like amazing. And I would tell ghost stories underneath that clock tower in front of that clock. And oh, it's just great. There's there's graffiti from the 30 years war from from, you know, that down there. And it's just yeah, it's, it's just begging to be told. It's just great stories. So. So, oh, that's great. So you guys were actually in Prague together at the same time. That, yeah, that's we, how it got started. Yep. Absolutely. We, Sitting, we were working at the same company, and, and uh, uh, we decided that, hey, after work, we're going to, you know. Our, our cubicles together. were separated yeah. by glass. You know, we were just like a, a, a pane of glass <laughs> apart for eight hours a day, 10 hours a day, 12 hours a day. You know, and then we would, yeah, go off, find a meeting room, and, and you know, sit down with a, with a microphone. And, yeah, that's how it all yeah, started. It, you know, it was great. I think Travis's, you know, love of, of alchemy, you know, was one of the things that he said, hey, you know what? I've always wanted to do a show. And by the way, 
now living in Prague, which was pretty much the historical seat of medieval alchemy. And, uh, you know, that was just a natural connection. For me, when we started the Bohemian podcast, it was my way of acclimating to the society. And even though I still struggle with the language of Czech, which is really hard, um, I uh, uh, wanted to, you know, give give the give my opportunity to to learn where I'm going to be, where I'm going to yeah. raise my kids. Yeah. And as kind of a tip of the hat to the Czech people, because I think whenever you move or you travel to another country, there's a level of respect that you should give by, you know, trying to be somewhat acclimated. So, so Pete's Pete's kids speak Czech. Pete's kids are like yeah. fluent Czech speaker, and they're uh, what uh, sixteen and ten, eleven yeah. and. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Tennessee. Yeah. And and they're like native Czech, just just Czech. And so Pete's, you know, it's almost not fair. I mean, to Pete, uh, so Czech is a very difficult language. I lived there 10 years. My Czech sucks. Like I could survive if my life depended on it. And I can obviously order anything, you know, food and beer, certainly. Um, but, but, you know, oh, man, it's a hard language. So yeah, I, I, I mean, the first I learned, thing I did I learned when I came so much it. just you know figuring out Bohemian stuff. Like, yeah. And, yeah, and we and that was it was a good lesson because you know what what I wanted to do with the title of the show is Bohemian, which is Bohemian American kind of a cross blend there, and that experience from uh, an ex uh, an American expat, you know, living overseas. And since both of us were you know American expat with two different backgrounds, still kind of having this, a similar experience of acclimation, uh, we thought that you know it'd be a great idea to learn more about the culture, the legends. Uh, the stories that seem to get lost in the mix because, you know, the Czech history, and the Czech, you know, sort of footprint in, in Europe really does get lost in, in the mix of all these other really grandiose empires and, and, mm-hmm. and cultures. And we th- we thought that, hey, this is going to be a niche show. Maybe we'll have 10 people. Maybe, Travis, yeah. you can say that in a minute about yeah, how but- amazed we were because we first started the show – and I think within a week or so, we're like, dude, we've got 10 people listening. That's fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> At some point, we're like, oh, my God, we could, we could fill a classroom. Who are these people? You know, this is awesome. And uh, yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, That's interesting. Um, I kind of want to stick with Bohemian for a minute. So uh, get, listening to it, uh, it, it has a very personal feel to it, and, and it seems like there are some uh, something special about it to, to you, Pete, um, particularly the bedtime story episodes, oh, yeah. um, you know, which, which yeah. do feature uh, at least one. Uh, you have multiple children or just one I, child? I've got, I've got two kids. Um, okay. I, I have uh, a daughter who's now 17 in high school here. And uh, she's smart as a whip and uh, extremely talented and, and uh, you know, has a foot foothold in both worlds of American and, and uh, European background. And my son, who is 10 years old, has spent a good chunk of his time here in Czech Republic now. And uh, those bedtime stories were actually spawned from some of our great listeners that we have around the world. And I think it was one particular person in Australia that had a Czech background. And she, she would, was emailing me saying, hey, I love the show. I don't... You know, I'm trying to get my kids to understand about where I grew up, and they, they're basically Australian. So, you know, um, it would be great. Could you talk more about stories? And I started thinking about that. And I said, you know what? Let's get the other Coleman involved, <laughs> my son. Hmm. And, you know, and you know, we actually – this is really happening. I just take my iPhone, and we just lay on the bed. I read him a book or tell him a story, and we record the whole thing. And so when you hear that, you're actually hearing real honest to God – going to bed bedtime stories and, <laughs> so and his comments yeah. nathaniel oh, is the star of these, yeah. of these episodes i um, mean he's, his, he's his, a star his... of my life man he's he's awesome you know and and he's great i mean the latest one we did was on jewish Prague, and i thought oh i wonder how much my, my son knows about you know the the up and down history here usually down of uh, of, of the jewish population 
population in Prague. And because the school he goes to does a lot of field trips around here, um, he, he knew so much. Yeah. And 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 he was really in tune with with the hardships that the Jewish people had to had to um, face. And I was I was really impressed by my own, my own son. It was it was really yeah. cool. <laughs> yeah. that, that's great. It's so authentic. You can feel the authenticity. Um, I think uh, completely in in episodes like that, and it, it is really heartwarming. You know, I'm a father too, and the whole like uh, the whole conceit of the episode, I, I think, is is just wonderfully conceived and and well executed. Thank you. And to think that it's just on an iPhone, yep. um, is is pretty <laughs> funny. Let, let's stick with uh, let's stick with you, Pete, for a second, because you know okay. you, you're not just a one trick pony. Um, you do freelance writing and photography as well. Is that correct? Uh, yeah, I do. Um, you know, one of the things, and I, I think, Travis, I don't want to speak for you on this one either, but, you know, technical writing in the career is a new career for, uh, path for me in the past, let's say, five years. I come from a, a, a radio background a little bit in the 90s and, and uh, public relations. But as, if you come as an expat to to, uh, to Czech Republic, usually you're going to have a, a better time of trying to find something in the technical field than anything else. And so I jumped right into it. It was uh, a Learn, a learning issue, <laughs> learning curve was pretty big. But one of the problems with, with you know, just focusing on technical writing is only focuses really on one part of your brain. And um, it, it, it's not a very stressful job. I think it's, it's, it's pretty cool to be able to communicate with other developers and learn, you know, the IT field. But as far as being creative, it lacks some of that. And I think that this was needed to be able to do a, yes. a show like this. Seconded, and, yes. And, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and try to expand upon those things, you know, in your, in your brain and, and be artistic. And that goes as well as my other hobbies with photography. And I drive around Czech Republic in the summers and even the winter sometime, uh, taking photographs and learning about these places and also having, you know, ideas for scripts for the podcast. So it all kind of plays into itself. And, um, you know, and one of the shows, I think maybe a couple of shows, Travis, I think I mentioned before that, that I'm uh, a person living with a disability. And I think that part of that is me getting out there and really pushing uh, the accessibility of, of finding out the accessibility of things and reporting that back to either my audience or my blogs uh, about uh, you know living in Europe as so, a wheelchair user. Yeah, can I can I jump in? So some of these yeah, stories, absolutely. there's gonna be okay. So so to give you like a little sneak pe- uh, preview of what's coming maybe next year, um, is a show called I think we're gonna call it Past Access. Yeah. And I don't want to, I don't like Pete will give you the elevator pitch, you know, he can explain it better than me, but um, just, so we would, you know, when, when we both lived in Prague together, we'd be like, oh, okay, there's this, there's this reenactment, um, Prussian Austrian battle somewhere in, you know, obviously in a, in a wheat field somewhere, you know, let's go. Rats. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And we're like, all right. And we, we jump in Pete's car and we, you know, we have breakfast at McDonald's and, and, you know, we're out and we get to the field and so we we park and then it's like all right now now Pete's in a wheelchair like how far can we you know so we start pushing him and then it starts getting muddy and then it's like all right and we're going uphill <laughs> i'm sweating he's sweating and it's like and and checks i mean so um, I don't want to say checks are friendly because often on a like customer service level they they come across as very rude. But in this scenario, people are just like making way and just like helping to uh, maybe even causing more harm than good, trying to you know help, like lift the wheelchair and uh, making Pete fall out or something. But you know we get to the top and we get a great view and um, 
Um, there's, there's times like when I'm not there, like, you know, there's firemen that come out and try to get him out of the mud and like stories like this, this is all yep. behind the scenes. We just on Bohemian, then we, we, we go, you know, shower off the sweat and, and come to work the next day and tell you about it, about, uh, the, the reenactment we went and saw. And we show you the photographs that, you know, Pete takes with just an amazing knack and talent for photography, um, of these reenactments. But what you don't see <laughs> is like our sweat and blood trying to get up these hills and um and just 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 you know all of Prague is cobblestoned basically all of old town and it's on an incline Prague is built <laughs> on hills and you just don't think about these things until you're with somebody in a wheelchair or in a wheelchair yourself and you're just like all right this is let's do this and and like I think the thing is is that it doesn't slow him down at all so Pete has seen more of the Czech Republic in Three years, four years. How long? How long have you lived there now? Five years. Yeah, almost, almost five now, buddy. Yeah. Yeah, you've seen yeah. more than I've seen in ten years. Uh, like by an order of magnitude, perhaps. Just like you know, driving around and and like, all right, uh, you know, researching ahead of time, <laughs> even even using buses and things, and you know, researching your 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 history. But you know, like, okay, this castle, obviously, this twelfth uh, century castle will not be accessible. But I'm gonna just start getting into courtyards and see how far I, I'll get, you know, and and uh, it just kind of works out, and like great stories come of this. So we're gonna. Yeah, and that, that's we're going to give you more of that, you know, just those things. And, and it's, it's also very personal and, and it's, you know, great fun and struggle and uh, a, a lot more of that's coming. I think that's a, that's just a great aspect of who, who we are, who Pete is and, and who podcast Nick is and, and all this stuff. So. Yeah. And, yeah. and Thomas, I think that, you know, you Travis had, had it, you know, it, that's one thing I missed since Travis has moved back to the United States and California um, is that, uh, you know, I don't have this other buddy <laughs> to go out with me all these times to do this. So I do this all on my own. And, uh, you know, I get out in a lot of interesting situations. <laughs> I think Travis alluded to the mud thing. We, do you have, right. we have time to talk about the mud thing? I was, th- I was thinking about Lair also. You're like, you, okay. you, the bus stop, you get out and then you're like... Just in the middle of nowhere, and uh, you know, in northern Germany, flat countryside, but in a field, basically. And it's like, oh, great, okay. Yeah, <laughs> I, asked a guy, I asked a guy, I like, how far to the town? Oh, it's about uh, 15 kilometers. 15 kilometers? All right. <laughs> <laughs> Start pushing, but no, I think there's there's one time, and you can see some of this stuff. If, if, if Tom, I hope you don't mind, I do a couple shame, shameless plugs here. If that's oh, okay I encourage you. it greatly. Okay, <laughs> um, if you want to see some of the photography that that uh, that inspires some of the podcasts that we do, you can go to Coleman Photography, and that's C O L L M A N Photography. Uh, my name's spelled a little bit different. Uh, last name's a little different, but it's uh, you can see a lot of this stuff out there that I've done. It's all in Czech Republic, and some on my European travels. Uh, but some of these things match really well, especially the the um, uh, the, the uh, battle engagements or the the reenactments that we see. And there's one really quick story that I was doing um, uh, one of the stories for the podcast and for our YouTube channel that we have on Bohemic and YouTube, uh, which was the Battle of Bilahora. Now that's usually the, that happened uh, in 1620, and it really kind of sparked a lot of the the, the changes in Europe with the Hussite. I'm yeah. sorry, with the uh, the Thirty it, Years' War. It was central, and, yeah, very central. And the thing was is that they do a reenactment every year with these great reenactors. And so I took my son out there, and it was uh, the night before. There was what a heavy metal concert with a Czech band that's just known here called Kabat. Okay, <laughs> now Kabat is just you know it's a 1980s you know hair. Hair band, heavy rock stuff, and they're like all my age now in their forties. So you know, but they still draw a lot of people. So the night before is just a mosh pit, and it rained. So the next day it comes out, the sun's out. I'm thinking maybe we should try it. Let's give it a try. Wheeling out in the middle of this field, all right. 
And all of a sudden, it just starts raining, man. And um, the pictures were great. If you look online, the pictures are great because yeah. it really Amazing. did rain in 1620. Really good. Yeah. <laughs> and it was miserable. So as we left, I started pushing my wheelchair. I was going further and further into the mud, almost to the axle. Okay. So we get to this point. We get to this point. My son's like, I can't help you anymore, Dad. I'm like, I know, buddy. <laughs> so we get to the point, and we're right there's this giant fire truck stuck in the mud at the entrance, and it's just making these rivets trying to get out of it. They finally get the fire truck out, but there's just basically this giant ditch of mud in front of me. And I'm like, okay, thanks, guys. <laughs> so literally, and I mean literally, they did a fireman's carry <laughs> to get me out of the situation. <laughs> and so my son and I afterwards, we went to a uh, uh, a car wash, and I got my wheelchair out in the car wash because <laughs> I was just caked in mud, man. And, uh, you know, I, I, told Tra- I told this to Travis, like, dude, the things I do for this podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like where 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 did you just come from? You look like you just came from the Battle of Bilahora. I was say in Georgia. That's, but, that's not even that's not even funny. <laughs> I went I went mud mud bogging for sure. Man, yeah. yeah, yeah, four by four. Yeah, Pete, you you tried to do four by four and again, and oh man, when will you learn? Will... No, oh, it's I, I mean there's just there's just great stories like that, and and um and obviously the point of all that is that it's all worth seeing. It's all it's Central Europe. It's all pivotal to. To Central European history, and it's it's the stuff we don't tell on on all the other podcasts, and so um, um, yeah, I think I think um, it'll it'll be just a, a fantastic show, and and Pete has great insight in you know comparing living in Prague, where it's all cobblestones and and historic buildings where that are not accessible to, to some degree, living comparing that to like Washington D.C. or Atlanta, where just you know we have it's by law everything is accessible and just just it's apples and oranges, so. Um, it'll yeah. be I, yeah it'll be i'm looking forward to that actually so well that's great and i actually do want to bring in your other uh, a plethora of podcasts but um as way of prologue travis uh, tell us a little bit about your background because you have sort of an interesting you know life story up to this point yeah um, to me case in point is, is i remember on facebook a while ago you put up a, a picture of yourself as as a very young young boy at the that the falling berlin wall that's right. Yeah. So, um, I actually, I gave a 10 minute version of my life story in German for a German podcast that I do. now eventually those will probably be translated into English and, and changed and, and it'll make its way into English. Um, but if you speak German, you can go listen to my life history and it explains like why it explains a lot. Um, because I, um, I, I was born in Oregon. My, my parents are from California and Idaho and, um, we moved to Germany when I was four and my brother was like two and a half. And so, and they just dropped us into, into a kindergarten at, you know, a very young age just so we could, you know, learn German and meet other. And, and so our German quickly got better than that of our parents and we could hear the accent would make fun of them and stuff like that. And, um, we just went to German schools, and uh, when I was 10, was the first time we moved back to California, up in the woods, in the, in the mountains, in Nevada City, actually, in the middle of gold mining country, um, which is the topic of one of my one of my episodes. Uh, but but um, it was the first time I really sat in a classroom with other American kids, and I, so I learned how to read and write English when I was 10, and and that was, I was just, it was like culture shock, you know? And then back to Germany, and then I moved back to Oregon the day before a high school, which was, again, kind of shocking. And then I moved mm-hmm. back to Munich and then uh, came back here for college. 
And uh, but I went to I went to college in a pretty small. I went to OSU to Oregon State in uh, Corvallis and uh, go Beavers. And but that's kind of a small town. So after school, I didn't know what to do. So I just bought an airplane ticket and and got I've got two nights in a hotel and got a, an airplane ticket um, to Prague in the Czech Republic, and you know went there and used the first night in the hotel to like. Ask them, hey, where you know, if you were looking for an apartment, where would you go? And and they said, oh, go to go to expats.cz. And I, you know, so I went there and looked at a place, and the and went looked at the place the next day, and was like, hey, so if I could move in like today, they're like, yeah, sure. And so I went to the hotel up the road, got my stuff, and um, had six roommates. Five of them, I think, were English teachers. So I taught in English for a year, and ended up staying in Czech Republic for ten years. And um, now just with my company, moved back to um, Silicon Valley and uh, moved to Santa Clara, California. And I've been there for just like a year, year and a half now. So if I if I can interject with this, you know, Travis brought up a good point for one of our upcoming shows on Bohemian about, Mm -hmm. you know, moving to Czech Republic. There's so many people that, you know, and if I I'm just going to drop a couple numbers. Yeah, there's there's an episode coming up. Is that what you're about to mention? Exactly. Exactly. You know, we, we have, we're just past, uh, which I was, what is it? 60,000 subscribe or, uh, yeah. downloads for Bohemian. And we have more than that. Since so we migrated. That we yeah. Cause we, we, migrated we have twice as many, but yeah. Yeah. But so right now that's where we are. And we have a lot of people around the world that listen to the show and people that say, Hey man, I want to move to Czech Republic one day. What, how do you do it? And you know, we have these personal experiences like Travis just mentioned oh, some and some of it's by hook or by crook. Yeah. Some of it's like, you know, <laughs> oh, being man. lucky. Uh, but if we were to be able to help people out with that construct of, of picking up your life and moving to another country and surviving, not just, you know, couch surfing at the age of 25. Without speaking the language, uh, without, yeah. yeah. How yeah. do you do it? And I think we should do a show on that. And that's definitely coming up this year in 2016. Learn, yeah. learn. There's one episode I would like to mention on Bohemian. If you want to hear a really great story, um, there's my Moldova trip. I think you titled it Backpackers something uh, through Europe. So I, I started a trip through Eastern Europe. I went to the Ukraine, uh, Hungary, Slovakia, and I tried to go to Romania. And um, I ended up going to Moldo- Moldova, and there's a little sliver of a region called Transnistria, which most people haven't even heard of, but I've been there. It's like Russian, like honest to God, Soviet separatist. Uh, and they had a civil war over this and everything, but they still hold that border, and it's called Transnistria. I've been there, and I didn't even know it existed before I accidentally got there. I didn't even know, so I didn't even know Mold. Honest, okay, confession time. Two thousand five, I didn't know Moldova existed when I started on that trip <laughs> east, and I now know. I had the stamp in my passport, which was my the most proudest possession I owned was my Moldovan visa. When I finally got it, I had to go to court. I was illegal. I, I, oh my goodness. I just go listen to the episode. Um, I never did make it to Romania. Uh, but, um, yeah. And that passport was stolen in Costa Rica years later. Like, oh, I'm just so bummed about that to this day. I'm just so angry anyways. Um, but yeah, so I mean, there's just some great stories there of like learning, learning the hard way and then like, and then deciding to learn the easy way and like, you know, figure stuff out and and just, uh, just, it's just great fun. I mean, tons of adventures, you know? Good and bad, well, Good, but yeah. Well, Tom, Thomas, if we could, if we could turn since we're we're natural, you know, interviewers as well <laughs> for what we do. If okay. we could turn the tables on you for a minute. Oh, jeez. Um, yeah, I, 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 I've been enjoying listening to your show, American Biographies, and listening to um, what I like is that you've gone into you pick one one person and you just really go at it. And I think the uh, the the recent one you have is on John Marshall. 
And, yeah, yeah, you know, thank that, you. yeah. And, and one of my personal favorite American hero, heroes in history. And, oh, God. And, uh, the Here namesake we go. of my university, right? Marshall yeah. University. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, go thundering herd. Can I mention that? <laughs> um, but uh, uh, one thing I think we have in common with this is that when I really dive into some, somebody that I think is interesting and just not known, um, it gives me a little bit of extra energy, you know, especially a Czech uh, person, a uh, person of, of, of ancient history here or of medieval times to, to give that information to people that may not be aware yeah. of it. When you um, think that you person's that... underrated, like you're exactly. like, people should have this enthusiasm when, you know, yeah. Yeah. And so I guess my question to you is, you know, I was looking and uh, reviewing some of your shows with this. John Marshall was in the American Revolution. People know him as maybe the chief justice and maybe that was it. But, I mean, he was so influential in the young republic of the United States. Uh, what I liked the most to hear about these stories was that, you know, he mixed it up, you know, at Valley Forge. I mean, he was at Valley Forge, you know, oh, yeah. during this time. You know, so what, what was some of the type of things you get when you research somebody that uh, just excites you enough to, to dedicate a whole show to him? I mean, it, it's just, for me, it, it's the things that are so human about them and yeah. Things that are just so human that no one ever talks about. You, you mentioned Marshall's time at Valley Forge. You know, he's not just there shivering, but multiple people are attesting to his character, his optimism, you know, helping get them through at real times of, of tribulation. I find Marshall's character, generally speaking, to be sort of inspiring. You know, he certainly dealt with his share of troubles. You know, in his marital life, uh, he was not rich by any means starting out either, so he overcame a level of poverty uh, from his early existence. And then when you juxtapose someone like Marshall, who has this great long career that is sort of obscure because it's in a more technical field, with, mm -hmm. you know, someone like Jefferson, um, who I think a lot of Americans, at least, you know, at least in their college years like I did, have this intellectual affair with Jefferson. And Jeffersonianism, when they're like, oh, man, the man sucks. You know, <laughs> let me find someone to justify my anti-authorian beliefs. Then you find someone like Marshall or John Adams, who almost have a more complete and more generous character than the more famous person like Jefferson. Yeah. And it's in that juxtaposition that really makes me want to keep going and makes me want to, to do for John Marshall something similar to what David McCullough did for John Adams' reputation, Absolutely. or uh, Ron Chernov did for Alexander Hamilton's reputation. And that's not comparing myself or what I do in any way, shape, or form to those guys, but more the Marshall story specifically, and the guy I've picked out to do next, Henry Clay, are just people who, who have a breadth of career that is so wide and so far-reaching that there's almost so much they... Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. 
Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com Accomplished that it's none of it reaches the highest, highest peaks in many cases and is therefore forgotten. But that really forms a lot of the bedrock of, of our history. You know, I, so, I think you know absolutely. I, I get the same sort of feel when I when I dive in something, but you know it's it's tougher for the antiquity aspect. I want to say antiquity. Let's just say go back five hundred years, four hundred years or so in, in Czech history. We're doing Bohemian podcasts, or we're doing the history of alchemy, Travis. You know, it's you know you you have we run into these problems all the time where we have the facts, we've got maybe some anecdotal stories, we have legends, a lot of legends, but we don't have like the you know cor- a whole lot of correspondence or real stuff because it's such an old history unlike mm-hmm. you know with marshall we have some we can i can almost see him you know when you're describing him right like, when we're reading something about him, i'm like ah, i get it yeah you know but yeah. but you know we talk about alchemists on the show like travis how many times have we come up with a, maybe an alchemist from uh, especially from the middle east there, east and we're yeah. like oh, oh yeah we, we're like okay we have enough information for maybe a five minute show <laughs> I, so we have to it'll be, be like okay it. all right folks our only source here is italian wikipedia that i had to google translate <laughs> you with me all right here we go <laughs> and oh man yep yep yeah no i'll be the first to admit that talking about american history it, it's a it's a wealth of primary sources. Uh, I mean, the Virginia House of Delegates had a recorder, essentially. So I know a lot about the day-to-day transactions of, you know, the Virginia State Legislature in 1794. And I have almost verbatim speeches. And the same with the things going on in the House and the Senate itself. You know, it's pretty much recorded. Actually, Uh, so the the speeches... It's insane. Yeah, the fact that you... So I I have... um, My newest show that I've launched is... uh, It's only two months old. Um, but it's and it's only in German, but it's also about it's called Americana für euch, like Americana uh, for you. And um, I so some of I've actually just translated American like I translated the I have a dream speech. I translated the Ich bin ein Berliner, Kennedy's uh, going to Berlin speech into German and just be like, you know what? I, I maybe you've read this in German, but I'm just going to say it out loud, maybe, you know, and try to try to read it like a speech in German and and the the translation I found like I I I wouldn't that doesn't quite have the same meaning and and um and I think just just the fact that you can go back and read those things and they're just there for us to read um brings so much of that era alive like you see so many of the other things that are going on that maybe aren't even the direct main point of the speech like the undertone and and just like it's just it's just great that you know those sources are there. I've done so my I mean my format is very different. My the, my shows are usually like ten minute in the ten minute range, and I've done a show on waterbeds, you know. So I, I just like American pop culture and and history and because because what a, a quarter of Americans owned waterbeds in the early nineties, late eighties, some, something like that. A quarter of all American households had a waterbed. Germans might not know this. I don't know if you knew this, but so I did, I did like a five minute episode on it, but that's just but, but fun Trump, because it's Trump just, is... it's just stuff that's there. It's just stuff I can go look up on YouTube and, you know, a half remember documentary or, uh, you know, and just go rewatch it and take notes and fill in the blanks with uh, actually even Wikipedia itself is 10 times better. If you're looking up us history, than if you're looking up a, 
um, you know, weird part of Mor- of a small Moravian town or something. You know, you're trying to find out something about a noble family in the 17th century, and um, oh, it's just it's just so much fun just being able to just do that and and you know have a deep dive into a topic and and you know do that. So well, oh, yeah, yeah. Travis, Travis needs to mention though too that his show it, it, he says is a little bit different. It really is because you know during the Bohemian show and when we do the alchemy show. It's a two person back and forth conversational deal and i think a lot of people like that and it's not not new i mean a lot of people that do do the same sort of thing however travis has taken the idea now you might remember if you're of my age (laughs) you know early 40s you might remember in school that we had some of these leftovers from the 60s and 70s of those old um uh history sort of for education you know uh, you were there do you remember those you know that, yeah. that you know, and you were there, and it actually had a, a, a TV producer or a reporter at the scene at the signing of the Declaration of Independence. You know, and and so it kind yeah. of got kids more interested in school. Yeah. Travis is doing the same sort of idea, acted out yeah, a little, saying yeah. acted out. Yeah, it's you're, um, you're, you jump right into the action. I thought you were going to say, okay, because my next episode, and I actually had to ask Pete about this, and I asked a couple other people. I only know Hee Haw from. The TV show from yes. referencing it from 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 other movie references because it was still on TV when I was a kid, but I lived in Munich and I just that just passed me by, and uh, so I was like, all right, Pete, like I I know I know he I, I watched an episode, but like what effect did it have as on you as a child? Like you know, did you look forward to it? Did you just barely watch it? Did you watch it with your parents? I mean. And uh, so my next episode that I'm publishing here in a couple of days, I already recorded it. Um, is going to be is going to be on hee haw, and and it's just yeah, a lot of fun. That's what. So it just kind of goes back to contemporary history. It's not always history history. Um, but I've gone back a lot to the 19th century. I did one on cowboys and and different aspects of uh, like the Iroquois Confederacy and um, uh, Monk Mound in St. Louis, like the pre-Columbian uh, civilization, and mm-hmm. and that you know so just really and and I learn a lot by doing this. I feel like I'm catching up. And by then translating it to German, it's just, there is nothing more Travis Dow than, than this. Like I'm learning about my own past and, and translating it into a way that I kind of understand I'm digesting it for myself by translating it into German and telling my fellow, you know, the people I grew up with, you know, it's uh, it's just a great experience. But uh, yeah, so obviously I'm enthusiastic. I did um, 30 episodes in 30 days. When I first had this, coffee. this a lot yeah, of coffee. a lot of coffee, a lot of late nights, a lot of early mornings. That's why I say, hey, oh, this calls at six a.m. Yeah, all right. That's uh, you know, I guess I can only just just barely manage to have breakfast beforehand. That's cool, um, Travis. But, <laughs> Travis. Yeah, so. Enthusiastic, I think, is an understatement for you because I mean, I, I I deal, I talk to a lot of podcasters, and I correspond with even more. <laughs> Uh, generally, uh, we're all hardworking. I'm bunch, just everywhere at once. I mean, he's insane. Yeah, he's, <laughs> he's absolutely insane. insane. Like, I really hope you never in your life start to accumulate cats at the same rate you do podcasts, because that's yes. not going to be a good scene. Um, yeah. You know, but I, I so you've mentioned a couple um, so far, and you kind of have these all organized. Oh, okay. You, this, you, this, you want me to pod- list them? You want me to list them real quick? Sure, sure. Go okay. Ahead. All right. So just like here's here's what we do. So it's um Al- history of alchemy and Bohemian is what uh, Pete and I co-host. And that's what we started off with. Um, then next came history of Germany, which I, I instantly as an experiment decided to do in two languages. So it, it exists as history in Germany and English. And we're, I'm about 32 episodes in right in the middle of the Franks. Uh, Charles the Great was the last episode published yesterday. And the next one is with lesser Bonaparte's. We talk about Charles the Great that's coming up next week. Um, 
But yeah, so history of Germany in two languages. And then because I did a podcast in German, I just I, I just instantly I learned so much about the, the culture of, of, of podcasters in Germany. And so um, I had a lot of, you know, met a lot of interesting people there, usually through Twitter, which I've never really used Twitter before. But that's all on Twitter. And then... Um, I guess I had too much time on my hands with four doing four feeds. I don't know. So to 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 get my to make my German better, really, uh, there's a show in German I love. It's just one of my favorite shows out there. Period. And the original is called Das Geheime Kabinett, but I translate it as the Secret Cabinet. And the Secret Cabinet is a real thing, like they would have in museums. It comes out of uh, like northern Italy. I forget where. Maybe Naples, southern Italy. Um, in a museum, they would have the secret cabinet, stuff from history that you might not want to show the public, at least a 19th century, you know, genteel public. So um, there's just, yeah, so there's there's kind of scandalous artifacts from history, but it's presented in a it. very intellectual and classy way. And the German that does it, the original, um, his name is uh, Mirko Gutia, but he goes by, so like Mirko Goodyear, but he goes by uh, the, uh, he goes goes by the name de guerre der Budla, the digger. He's an actual archaeologist. He works in the Martin Luther house. Um, he's on German TV. He's been on German TV. Like he's just, I mean, he knows his stuff. He's an academic and, and a professional and he has just has a great sense of humor. And it's just the, the his stories are written in a, just a fantastic way. And I, I just merely try to do it justice with the secret cabinet. If you haven't heard it, that's, that's when I recommend recommend and um that style has been kind of um i've then changed that and and built on that and that is now americana for euch which next year will also exist in a couple of different ways in english pete is going to tackle that as is he's going to do the americana part and just do it in english but in in the different format uh perhaps and then um we'll also have something called we don't know the title yet but europa export or um uh from europe with love something of that nature and um this is going to be co-produced and co-hosted with a german podcaster who who's just you know he's successful over in germany he's got a couple of podcasts under his belt and we already got the scripts hammered out and and the whole theme and format and it's european stories putting you so you know i mean just i i told him i'm like we got to go we got to go the, the things you don't want to talk about so communists nazis um you know everything so one of the first ones i wanted to do was what it's like you what it's like to put the listener in the middle you are you the listener are a jew in the warsaw ghetto fighting for life life and death in the warsaw ghetto uprising rising that's going to be like one of the top hmm. 10 just like mind if that doesn't blow your mind and make you want to go listen to that then i don't know what will right. another one is um you're you're uh, playing soccer in northern france and you're trying not to sweat too hard because you're afraid of of uh, the coach telling you to go take a shower afterwards because um, oh yeah, and your Hitler Youth uniform is getting a little tight because yeah, you're you're a Jewish orphan somehow playing soccer in a in a Hitler Youth organization in occupied northern France and uh, stories like that. And then of course, hey, you know the East German Trabant and and some light-hearted ones. It's not all going to be doom and gloom, um, but that. So a couple of different versions of uh, Americana for euch are going to make its way to English next year, and then. Like what I'm probably most excited about actually is the one that um, I we don't even know exactly how it's going to happen, how we're going to manage this, but Pete will will take charge and he's going to do past access. And that's the one where we're going to tell stories mostly from Pete's life of uh, what it's like to live in the Czech Republic, what it's like to have spent decades in a wheelchair and, and you know, how it's like to get used to that and, and um, not just 
live, but like thrive and do things that I've never done. And, uh, you know, so that, I mean, that's, that's all coming up. I think, what does that make? Nine, 10 shows. It's yeah. weird. It's a, it's at an the, empire. At <laughs> this point, I should say, I'm not saying it. This is me and Pete. Me and Pete are, um, there's, there's eight of us. And, uh, so there's like four podcasters, you know, that I've mentioned now there's Stefan Giesbert from Germany and, uh, Mirko Gutjahr from Germany and then Pete and myself. And we're encouraging a fifth podcaster. Uh, we have two writers, we have an editor. So yeah, no, no, it's not us. And, and, uh, thank you. I, I should do a huge shout out because we couldn't do with this without Kim and Joe and Andrew. They, they, they do work just as hard as we do. And, um, and yeah, it's, it's just, I mean, we're definitely a part of a crew now. It's, this is, this is something that is larger than us. Um, and it would just crumble if any, if you remove one of those puzzle pieces, one of those cogs in the wheel, then yeah, the whole thing falls apart at this point. Uh, and, but and yeah, so that's started over a bunch of coffee at work. That's, that's uh, but yeah, this all grew uh, out know? of like, a little bit of too much caffeine at work, maybe, and then, uh, you know, an available meeting room and a $6 microphone. Our first microphones were like a $6, six microphone. Yeah, yeah, seriously, 6 bucks. And um, I mean, I think you can tell. I'm not saying go do it's, that. Yeah, but... it sounds like it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but so, so yeah. all this, this is, this is uh, podcastnik. Podcastnick.com, you'll get there. Uh, Bohemican.com has more because there's there's YouTube channels and that kind of thing. There's a history of alchemy.com and a history of Germany podcast.com. But yeah, podcastnick.com, podcast N I K, like think, you know, Sputnik. That's the, that's the umbrella site where you'll find everything. And uh, upcoming stuff will be there too. So and Twitter accounts, Facebook. Like, go to yeah. YouTube. Uh, yeah if you want to <laughs> i'm actually so our youtube channel is really turning into something i dude, like dude i had a guy from romania email me on the, on the bohemian youtube channel and he said you look a lot older than i thought i went uh thank you thank you question mark yeah. <laughs> but is it, was it my gray hair what <laughs> you, you get to see me wear my grandfather's world war ii uniform in pilsen for the 70th anniversary of the u.s liberation of pilsen in the czech republic like and we we oh we interviewed General Patton's granddaughter. We got Helen Patton on camera. Yeah, a little message to Bohemican. Like, I mean, just go go have a listen. There's it's Pete spent months editing these. It's documentary quality. It's so hard. Just, I, I gotta tell you, I, yeah. I, I it's not my my first rodeo doing video editing, but it it just is time but consuming this is to Pete. do video editing. This is Pete's blood and sweat. Yeah, I mean, I've I've taken sweat. a stab yeah. at it for alchemy, but yeah, this is it's hard work. Uh, so yeah, definitely the Bohemican YouTube channel is worth mentioning. Definitely. Everyone should check that out. Thomas, I could tell you a couple, just a couple of shows coming up on Bohemican this year as a, as a forethought. Um, you know, sure. uh, we, we've got uh, some neat shows. I got an interview coming up with uh, the grandson, um, or sorry, the, the son rather, the son of, of a downed B-17 pilot uh, that crashed here in Czech Republic during World War II. And uh, it's a neat story about how the local Czechs um, honored the B-17 pilots, even though they were shot down by um, the Luftwaffe in Nazi-controlled Czechoslovakia at the time, and the repercussions that came from that. So we're going to talk to him, and uh, that's kind of a neat story about the crash here in Slani, Czech Republic. Oh. And then we've got a couple other great stories wait, on— one, oh, Wait, yeah. are you, are you going to mention—okay, people don't know this, and this is just like everybody on this planet should know this story— the Czech army, when Czech Republic was just barely a nation, so it went from the Czech Foreign Legion to the Czech Legion, kind of overnight, while they were just wrapping things up in World War One, they were in deep Russia, 
and suddenly the Velvet, uh, the um, October Revolution happens, and the Red Armies that come in, and and the Western powers don't really know what to do. But the Czech army is right there, and in fact, the Red Army is between them and their newly founded Czechoslovakia, the first Republic of Czechoslovakia. What do they do? They do the most awesome thing ever. They do the most awesome thing any army has ever done in the history of mankind. <laughs> they hijack an armored train and they take this Trans-Siberian Railroad, the whole army, and they head towards Vladivostok, a conquering, a looting, politely looting as they go, leaving pregnant women, not, not through <laughs> rape in most cases, like R- Russian women falling in love with these uh, Czech soldiers and... Um, you know, leaving and leaving some soldiers behind too. By the way, as they go, there's there's Czech genes definitely for sure along the the uh, Siberian Railroad, and go, getting to Vladivostok successfully, legendarily with a huge load of of um, you know czarist gold. That's a whole nother story, but we talk about that too. And then you see you now you have pictures of them uh, in Tokyo sailing around India, going that way through the Suez Canal, going to San Francisco. The bulk of them, perhaps, went to San Francisco and then, again, by train to New York. You see them in New York. You have pictures of Czechoslovak soldiers in New York City and then Paris and Germany and finally home when they get to the Prague train station. And just like, oh my goodness, how come? How did this story get forgotten? They, the Prague army was in San Francisco and opened with welcome arms, or Los Angeles, or wherever they 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 arrived, or both, and uh, Chicago and New York, and you know had a parade every American city they went and had come from the Ural Mountains basically and went to Prague and just like just like yes so that's coming up and that that is I should say that is like years you know years in the planning a year in the making like we're finally putting it all together not to oversell it but it's it is it is just such a great story I mean I interviewed uh, yeah uh, you know descendants of some of these guys Say photography of of their of their fathers or their, yeah. their great grandfathers. So we're going to talk about some through. of the pictures of yeah, yeah. Yep. archives and check archives. I mean, we've really yep. dove, dove into it, read several books for it. So I mean, it's it's, uh, it's we're trying be to a, do it justice story. because it really is one of those stories that you know one of those stories in in mankind history that we feel is like underappreciated. That's why we're podcasting in the first place. And when we first thought of Bohemian, we we did instantly think of this story. Uh, so that was like three years ago. Uh, so, I mean, you know, and we just didn't want to sell it short. I mean, that that's just, we're looking forward to it. It's coming up now, you know, relatively soon. So that's fantastic. I'm really looking forward to that story. That's, that's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right, guys, I have kind of just one more thing I want to throw out to both of you. Um, now we've talked about both your backgrounds and Pete, you obviously went to school for broadcast journalism and you worked in a, you worked in that field for a number of years. I did. Um, and, and Travis, you, um, as a professional podcaster have sort of risen from the amateur ranks. Um, <laughs> and you know, what, what have you found uh, there to be in, in ways of differences in your, in your approaches to podcasting based on those separate backgrounds? Okay, one one thing is I think doing totally different ideas, totally different formats and totally different subject matter has made it all fresh again. So now I'm reading so much about US history for instance or watching documentaries from the 70s or watching hee haw episodes for Pete's sake and uh um I would just love to have a Saturday 
uh, like half like today I'm gonna spend half a day and I do I would just love to get back to some of my alchemy books and re you know like alchemy to me is like fun again I just I want to get back to that and I think doing all these different things just makes it all fun I, I mean um, you know talking about the Franks and the Saxons and and then on the next day talking about opium pipes or China you know the opium dens in Chinatown in San Francisco that you know it just like it's totally different and and um that's what makes it fun. Now, if I got, yeah, now the fact that I was able to find fantastic people to help me out would help me out with writing and editing and, and, um, you know, more and more also with recording. That's just, it's just all a bonus. Like this is just all being better than I've ever hoped. And it's just, um, you know, kind of, I'm along for the ride to some degree now. And, uh, it's just, it's just, yeah, it's a lot of fun and it's, it's great. I, um, yeah, I recommend podcasting, but I also warn that it might be addictive and you might lose some <laughs> hours of well-needed sleep and um, you might forget your wife's middle name and you might forget your dog's name. And, uh, oh, do I have children? Do I have children, guys? <laughs> you have a dog. Okay. Okay. Whoa. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. I just, dog. I just had a like miniature heart attack. Cause like if I had children, you're like, oh man, my wife's you out lost of town. Them. My wife's out of town today. I, I don't remember where. I think LA, but, uh, oh, this is bad. Okay. Anyway. Oh yeah. So, so yeah. So there should be a warning label on, uh, <laughs> on every podcasting microphone. Um, that, yeah, it's, it, there's a, there's a lot of fun, maybe too much fun. So, um, be, beware, but yeah. Oh, I, I, I would have to say for me, um, the, the, the one word answer for that would be freedom. Uh, one thing that, uh, I enjoy doing, uh, when I was doing radio and doing, uh, documentary type style productions or news radio or sports or sports reporting um, for, through bits and pieces of, of the 1990s was the fact that I, I could, you know, really kind of start a story off and, you know, give, give my full efforts to it. But the, I was really curtailed by the time and what my uh, news director or what, uh, um, you know, what the time allotment we had or the, the breadth of the article could only curtail uh, because, you know, you had to fit it in, in for advertisers or you had to fit it in for, you know, uh, uh, other things you were kind of handcuffed and i think that with podcasting man i could do anything i want you know i mean I, I can be the creative consultant i can be that script writer i can be the voice talent i can go out there and and find something that i, I want to talk about and so like a really a, a really strong american feeling for me to have this freedom to do what we used to call pirate radio you know back yeah. in the day and, and you're uh, meeting it, a lot of like-minded folks people that i never yeah. thought i'd actually talk to you know when i started out <laughs> It's uh, so uh, Laszlo Montgomery. That's not his real name, but the uh, uh, history. Sorry, uh oh, uh, the China history podcast guy, not the history of China, not not um, Chris, but uh, Laszlo not Montgomery. Very own Chris Stewart. Yeah, yeah, he was he was right here. He was at my dinner table, my kitchen table, and I served him, you know, Chinese tea. Like I've met, it just it's been a blast actually meeting. Royfield was here in the Bay Area. We had a beer in a Royfield Brown. Yeah, Roy, Royfield Brown. Yeah, our our uh, benevolent leader for Agora was. You know, we had we had some beers and a just a like a hole in the wall um, taco joint. We had some uh, bottles of Dos Equis or something. You know, a couple of them, probably one too many for me to then drive home from San Francisco. Um, but but, you know, great times. And, and it's just it's just a blast. And I think um, we should mention that 
there's a there's a new history podcast if you go to historypodcasters.com there's a collage out there right there because i helped edit the last one and we're going to do another one and it's not just so first of all of course you know the the agora podcast network and what they're doing is phenomenal i couldn't do what i do without uh, agora first of all period agora now is part of my own the podcastnik cog um, but also go check out darkmyths.org there like there's a lot of cl- uh, cross collaboration there including so bohemican and the and um the eastern what is it eastern border podcast christops andresen um, if I didn't just butcher his name, sorry, Christops. But um, we, we, you know, we did some shows together about in communism, the shops where you could buy the Western goods like Coca Cola and Hi Fi s- uh, systems. So there's, you know, just the fact I love it that all the podcasters are working together, and even you're going to find Dark Myths guys and Agora guys together on those history podcasters collages. And this is, you know, I, I just, I love this atmosphere. The, the, this could have all been gone differently. You know, this could have all been very different. And it's just not that way. We all get together on Facebook. We all know each other, at least on Facebook and Twitter. Yeah. And uh, I think we've all done, well, at least plugs, but we've all done guest shows and, and you know, collaborations. And, and that's half the fun at this point. Like, I just, I just love being a part of that group of people. And, and Pirate Radio, that's what brought this up is like, yes, we're, we're, we are a part of something new, aren't we? Like the, the generation yeah. of, of podcast listeners, period. Absolutely. Um, it's just great. And, Absolutely. and, you know, we're, we're, we're doing something that, that hasn't really been done before. It hasn't been done for a long time. So yeah. I, th- I think there's, you know, Thomas, there's a fraternity in the podcasting area that we all kind of know each other. You get to a certain point, you kind of know each other and, you know, you can bring a lot of gravitas to what you do. You know, I could say, hey, I write 15,000 books. I, you know, teach a class at, at the local university. Or you could be just some guy that just wants to talk about this, you know, or whatever. Let me tell um, you about waterbeds. Yeah. <laughs> you know, there's room for you at the table. And I think it's a, it's a fraternity that reminds me a little bit of ham radio operators. Yeah. <laughs> college radio. You know, oh, the, you guys, my, my, my receiver, yeah. my, I, get, my, I, I, get, I get stuff all the way from Germany, you guys. I get stuff yeah, all the way the from Berlin. Thing. What's going on here? This is crazy. It is like you know, that, it, though. I love that. You put, you put it all together, and then you, at the higher end, you got things like all things considered, like NPR type stuff. And I think it, there's a room for everybody at this podcasting table. And I think uh, you know Travis and I are very fortunate that uh, we can have uh, the opportunity. It, really, the true. When I go back to saying it's the true freedom to talk to people about you know what we what we enjoy. Yeah, I, I think you guys hit it on the nose, particularly with the fraternity angle. Um, you know, there's I, I don't know if people who don't podcast imagine like there's some great competition between us, um, like that. Right. Oh, Agora, Agora squaring off against Dark Myths no. or something yeah. like that. Uh-uh. Not uh-uh. at all. No. I know I know a lot of those guys. I right. talk to a lot of those guys daily. There, there's we we hang out room. with those guys daily on Facebook. Yeah. Like there, no, there's just no such animosity yeah. whatsoever. Yeah, there, there's. Why well, look at it? And I think a lot of people look at it. Is there's room enough for everybody to succeed, and we all want everyone to succeed. It's a very oh, yeah very good community yeah if you're if you're a history podcaster just starting out you know ping me somewhere i'll i'll take a listen and give you a plug i mean yeah i mean that's just that's what we do that's that's why we make these networks to help out the the people that are just starting i wish all this stuff existed when we first started out if agora would have existed for from day one Oh man, that just would have, it just would have taken so much stress away. Like just, just right from the beginning, kind of knowing of, of what to do and how to do it and where we're heading and needing help with editors or writing or, or graphic design. Like who can make a logo? How do you make a logo? Um, yeah, we got guys for that. <clears throat> it's me, but, but we got guys for that. You know, Agora has guys for that. 
So if you need if you need help on Twitter, you know that kind of thing. Like we got Twitter accounts for those account for those. So yeah, it's I mean yeah, I wish all that stuff existed before. Is what I'm saying. It's great that all that stuff's around now. But here, here's one little last bit of thing, and I know we're way over time here, yeah. Thomas. But here's yeah. repeat the final word here. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but uh, and this is a funny final word. Um, it doesn't matter um, how awesome you are as a podcaster. This is a rule that you need to know. Never open that up when you talk to a girl for the first time on a first date. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. oh keep it, it to yourself. Oh, keep yeah, it to this yourself. This is not something you, you don't hand them a card saying, "Hey, I'm a podcaster." You know, don't do that because it, it never works. Well, I works. worked with my developers for a year before I literally handed out a card that said I'm a podcaster. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, with a link it, on it. I, I, don't, yeah. I don't really know what the reason for that is I'm saying that, but I've heard that before from other people. No, no, no. Really yeah, yeah. Keep it to yourself if you're a podcaster. <laughs> don't tell people in the real world. Oh, my goodness. At least don't lead with that. Don't, don't. No, yeah, don't yeah, that. yeah, exactly. I would even probably make that the third date sort of situation, you know. Oh, good, they this is good advice, Pete. This is good stuff. On the weekends. <laughs> yeah, this is this is why we have pete on all shows this is oh yeah thank you yeah. i gotta ground you down this is real world stuff i'm talking yeah. about here yeah right? do, do so. keep it to yourself if you are a podcaster but but ping me privately and and i can help you out yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right guys this has been a lot of fun <laughs> i can't deny that um thank you both so much for giving me your time and uh you know sharing some of your private life with the listeners um i think everyone's really going to appreciate it so um guys i just want to say thanks again and yeah, hey thank you i mean thanks thomas yeah have a great day you too take it easy bye-bye bye well that's all for this time folks remember to check out podcastnick.com for more on pete and travis's work and also make sure you visit agorapodcastnetwork.com to see our full stable of shows, including our newest members like the Unapologetic Capitalist, the Renaissance English History Podcast, the History of Islam, and the Lands of Leviathan. Also make sure you follow Agora on Facebook and Twitter at Agora Podcasts so you don't miss out on any of our great network original content. Okay, I'm Tom Daly signing off for The Exchange. Thank you all so much for listening, and I hope to talk to you again soon. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.